With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the March edition of Poetry Superhighway Live. This is Rick Lupert from the Poetry Superhighway. Glad to have you with me. So the purpose of today's show, it's an open reading, and I'd love for you to call in and share your poetry. The number is 646-716-7362, and uh, call in. There's no content or style restrictions. We've had people calling in from all over the world uh, over the past year or so that we've done these shows, and uh, we should add you into that mix if you haven't called in before. It's the best way to, to first participate in an open reading because uh, you don't have to be so nervous. There's no one actually in the room with you, unless, of course, your family is sitting around staring at you as you talk on the phone, which I understand might be awkward. I uh, just returned from brunch with my wife, and the coffee was was plentiful at the Norm's restaurant in Van Nuys, and the caffeine is really hitting me. I feel like I could do this entire one-hour show in the next three minutes. I'm going to try to stretch it out to the full hour, but, uh, well, we'll see what happens. A couple of announcements I want to make before we uh, get to our open readers, and I see that people are already calling in, which is fantastic. Uh, Number one, there's there's a couple things happening this week in L.A., which uh, I'd love for you to participate in if you happen to be in L.A. If you're not in L.A., uh, well, you could just uh, you could not listen at this point, or you could replace uh, the words L.A. with whatever your city is. That's fine. Or uh, you could fly here uh, tonight, actually today, in the next couple of hours, uh, or by Wednesday, which is the, uh, the second event. So this afternoon, Skylight Books, which is on Vermont in Los Feliz, there's going to be a uh, reading for Brendan Constantine's new book called Letters... To guns. This is his first book uh, out on a, on a press, on Red Hen Press. I'm very excited about it. Brendan is uh, just about the best poet I know and one of the most engaging and interesting people to watch do anything, let alone uh, give a poetry reading. So if you're in L.A. and not doing anything tonight at 5 p.m., you should definitely head over to Skylight Books. It's one of the, one of the last independent bookstores in L.A., and they've been very supportive of of local writers and people traveling through, and it's, it's a cool spot. Plus, uh, less than a block away is, is Fred 62, which has among the best French fries in the city. So that's announcement number one. Announcement number two, later this week, Wednesday, at 8 o'clock p.m. in the city of Orange, which isn't technically in Los Angeles. Uh, it's in Orange County and is, frankly pretty far from where I am, but I'm going to be there. I'm going to be reading from my newly re-released book, I Am My Own Orange County, 11th Anniversary Edition, and I'm very excited about that. It's my first Orange County reading for the book, uh, which was named after, after, well, experiences reading poetry in Orange County. So if you happen to be in the city of Orange and you want to head over to the Ugly Mug, 
to uh, to participate in that. Uh, I'd love to see you. It's uh, two dollars uh, to to get in. Plus, it's an open reading, so you're welcome to bring your poetry as well. And it's a cool little little coffee house that has great drinks, and it's right across the street from a restaurant called Rutabagers or something of that nature, where you can have dinner as well. So those are two announcements today, 5 o'clock p.m. at Skylight Books. Brendan Constantine releasing his new book, uh, Letters to Guns, which is a very cool book. And this Wednesday at, uh, at, at the Ugly Mug in the city of Orange, uh, the, the reading is called Two Idiots Peddling Poetry. That's Steve Ramirez and Ben Trigg who have been doing this weekly reading for many, many, many years. So I've got a lot of callers on the line. I'm going to get to you in the order that you called in. I'll identify you by the uh, area code that you called in. In some cases, if you've got a blocked number, I just see a bunch of ones. So uh, I'll have, of course, no idea how to identify you. Like our first caller calling from a series of ones. Hello, are you there, first caller? It's Vachin. You... Hey, how are you? Good. Yourself, Rick? I'm doing good, thanks. Great. Where, where are you calling from today? Uh, this is in Santa Monica, a blocked call in Santa Monica. Well, uh, there is a lot of extra security in, in Santa Monica, so I, I can understand the, the blocked call situation. Well, I'm, I'm an auditor. That's my day job. If, if I told everyone who I was when I was calling, they'd never answer the phone. <laughs> well, um, remind me not to reveal my Social Security number during this, uh, during this call. I already have it. Damn it! <laughs> so, do you, do you have uh, you have some poetry for us? Yes. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I, I don't. I haven't done this before. What What are the rules? You read one and then you come back, cycle around, or how does that work? Um, well, I've got. It, it really depends on the number of callers I have. I'm kind of flexible. Right now, I've got a full list of callers, so I'm going to restrict anyone to one. And if later in the show it sounds like I'm kind of desperate for calls, uh, you're you're more than welcome to to call back and share some more. Great. But uh, so let's let's start with one and see what happens. The first uh, piece is called uh, "Do Not Have Oral Sex with Your Revolver." All the rats you love don't love you back, conditioning you to stay on the track. On them you focus the best of your love. In return, they blink and give you a shove out the door to spend the night alone. While through their cracks you see them get the bone. You are sadly hooked on their stop and go in this deadly game of ebb and flow. Giving all you've got in return for naught, though you know what's right and what you ought to do to save your soul for healthy play, afraid to turn around and walk away. At the worst of fueling your compulsive gout, you've got a friend who helps you out, who loves all creatures with infinite faith, leading you to pray for the wretched wraiths, eating those empty calories your blown kisses create, till the spell is lifted so you can concentrate on shelving your pistol as the morning meal. Surrender, give thanks, and kneel. <laughs> Lovely. Very nice. Okay. Thank you. Um and it's good advice too, uh, by the way. I um, I, I think um, if you're going to give oral sex, a, a, a gun is is among well, it's lower on the list of, of where you should should apply your efforts. Right. High high marks on responsiveness, of course, but it ends there. 
the climax is 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 among the the most uh, uh, <laughs> effective. I would I would I would imagine. Yeah. Um, so, do you uh, do you have a favorite spot in in Santa Monica or in LA that you that you like to to read poetry in? Uh, my favorite spot actually is is in Los Angeles in Lemur Park at, at World Stage. Been doing that for the past couple of years. It's a very uh, loving uh, place and yet a high craft uh, workshop. Uh, and it's every Wednesday night from uh, from 7:30 to basically 10:30. So that's that's uh, one place I go. Burns and Noble once a week, uh, once a month with uh, with Ron uh, and the Cobalt. I just I'm an old person and can't stay up till midnight. So. Don't go very you know, I, I I actually sleep through most of the cobalt reading myself, and I'm I'm the MC. But uh, um, cool, those are some great recommendations. You know, the world stage is really a unique venue with a lot of interesting energy, and, it, and it's a great place to go. I've I've only been there a couple times, but have mm-hmm. really come away kind of blown away each time uh, mm-hmm. in Lamert Park. And of course, I'm a big fan of Ron Dvorkin's monthly reading in Encino. So right. cool. Well, um, I'm gonna let you get back to auditing. Okay. And um, and uh, thank you so much for uh, thanks for calling in. Appreciate the opportunity. Thanks, Rick. No problem. That was a uh, machine calling from Santa Monica, um, who's uh, undoubtedly busy um, auditing people. He's just taking a break today uh, uh, to call in and, and read poetry, which is which we're thankful for. Uh, you know, one less moment spent on uh, 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 preventing tax fraud. So uh, the number to call in is six four six seven one six. 7362. Love to hear you. I've got uh, five other callers in the air. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you what the order I have you guys in so that way you'll, you'll know what's happening. I've got 760-863-206-541 and then Don Estano, which is uh, sometimes names appear if you have a Blog Talk Radio account. Uh, so there you go. Um, let's, uh, let's hear now from caller from the 760 area code. Hello. Hi, Rick. This is Brandon Seymour. Hey, Brandon from Valley City. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Yeah, I'm doing fine. How are things with you? Things are great. It's it's a, it's a, life is good in general, and it's a very busy uh, time in poetry for me as well. Um, you know, going to a reading later today, as I mentioned, and um, you know, my reading coming out, and I'm just about to start uh, some promotions for the the reading for the poets. Seder uh, um, virtual reading, which we're going to do on Poetry Superhighway Live in a couple of weeks, um, based on a uh, on on the Poets Haggadah anthology I put out last year. So pe- poetically speaking, it's it's very busy. How about with you? It's it's busy here as well. Yeah, there's going to be a memorial reading for Bob uh, Naninga, who was the MC for the Encinitas Full Moon Slam for many years. He passed away last month. And uh, so a bunch of poets will be filling the La Paloma Theater in Sanitas to to pay homage to him. And uh, I think there's going to be um, uh, later on next month, I know I'm going to be doing a reading up at uh, Mount San Jacinto College, a, a fiction reading. And uh, so I'm getting ready for that. And I believe the San Diego Poetry Annual from... Golden Oak Press is coming out uh, later this month, I hope. So there's a lot happening uh, down here in uh, San Diego County, too. Cool. Well, um, it's it's a good time to be involved with poetry uh, in all places, apparently. Yeah, I wish I could be two places at once. I would love to hear Brendan Constantine tonight, 
that I'm sure is going to be a wonderful reading. That's Skylight Books, you said? Yeah, Skylight Books on well, that's, Vermont that's, in Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. So. yeah, I know. He's it very excited book. about it. I mean, anyone who, who knows Brendan uh, or has seen him read you know, knows what, what a, an interesting and, and engaging spectacle that can be. And, um, and he's, you know, this is, he's had chat books out and things like that, but this is his first, you know, uh, uh, I hate to use the word legitimate, but I'm not sure how else to put it, but, you know, Breast, where a press has picked him up and is really uh, helping to promote it. And it's, it's really exciting that he's, he's kind of gotten to this place. So I'm, I'm really excited about it, um, and I will uh, save a virtual spot for you. I'm sorry you can't make it. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, let's hear your poem. All right. This is... Uh, called Turn. Dad, I didn't care that the waves brought no grunion. I was happy anyway beside you in the dark, brave enough not to hold your hand. Remember, we ran with the current hoping to find the fish slicing their eggs into the sand. I would probably not remember the long-haired stranger who handed me a fish if after he ran to the next wave you had not turned toward the parking lot and said, some hippie gave you your first fish. I should have been the one. Dirty hippies. For a moment I hung back in the waves, the fish heavy in my hand, there in the dark that you had covered it with. The dark I recognized when you left my mother. I've been devouring that stranger's fish all this time, pulling back first from you whenever we hug. Well, that's lovely. That's wonderful. I, I don't even re- I don't even remember my first fish. I don't know that that was my first fish, but uh, you know it was always such a nice thing I thought to give somebody a fish, and uh, I was a little surprised at the reaction. Oh, oops! I just let slip. This is a this is a memoir poem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but that's something that did actually happen, and uh, an early early memory. Um. Well, that's cool. You know, I, uh, I, uh, it, my relationship with fish has changed over time. Uh, not that anyone uh, asked this, but uh, since you went ahead and made it made it personal, as it were, I, I used to go fishing on the Erie Canal in Syracuse, uh-huh. which was among my first fish. And since then, I've become uh, a vegetarian. And so now I, I wouldn't go and, and fish or eat fish. I don't uh-huh. know if that's the... The, the kind of fish that you were referring to, if you, if you meant catching or eating, but uh, or maybe it was a uh, goldfish. Uh, no, no grunion. There, uh, uh, it's it's really brutal. Uh, they they will run onto the sand and, and lay their eggs in the sand, and on uh, certain nights you can catch them out there, and and uh, people do eat them. I think what's really the best thing to do, however, is to just go out and enjoy it. Uh, when they when they come up on the shore and they're and they're laying their eggs in the sand, if the light is right, it has this this sparkling effect, and it, it's amazing really to uh, if you catch it just right. One night I followed the Grunion runs all the way from uh, Santa Monica to Venice. Uh, they were they were moving south there, and it was just an astonishing uh, an astonishing night, just the way the fish light up the beach. Wow, it's something I've never experienced, uh, but definitely I would like to. I've you know the, been hearing about the mythic running of the Grunions for uh, uh, some time. So, uh, well, thanks for sharing that with us. Sure, my pleasure, Rick. 
Cool. So I'm, I'm going uh, to let you go. I've got uh, many, many calls in line, but thanks for calling in and, and being a regular on Poetry Superhighway Live. All right. Happy Sunday. Thanks. You too. It was uh, Brandon Samon calling from Valley Center, California, uh, San Diego area. Calls in almost every month and always, always has something new and interesting both to read and to talk about. So uh, maybe you will be a regular on Poetry Superhighway Live listener. I'll have to extend the show to, uh, to two hours at some point. Uh, at this rate. All right, moving along, uh, uh, have caller a caller from the eight six three area code. Hello. Um. Hello. Um. Hello, Rick. Hello, hello Rick. Hello. Yes. Hello. Um. Hello, Rick. Uh, I'm Nor- Noreen Snyder, and my pen name is Noreen N. Jenkins. And the poem I'm going to read is is um If you really and truly love me, and it's from my book You'll Learn to Love Me. Noreen, where are you calling from? I'm um, uh, Lake Wells, Florida. Lake Wells, Florida. Um, y- let's, yes. Let's hear your poem. Okay, and it has won two awards too. Fantastic. Okay. Okay. Um, even though you can't hear me, I can hear you, mommy. I heard you talking about boarding me and that I ain't a human being. How could you be so cruel? Oh, how I cried silently. If you really and truly love me, Mommy, let me live to see the new world. I didn't have to be born, but since I'm still in your womb, let me come forth alive. Let me experience and see the new world. Let me taste the food and liquids that is good for me. Let me touch you and the things around me. Let me smell and breathe the air and smell the beautiful things in this new world. Let me see you and Daddy in the new world. Let me hear your soft voice and others and the noises that surround me. Let me experience the different emotions and experience life itself. If you really and truly love me, Mommy, give me a chance in this new world like your Mommy gave you that chance a long time ago. Listen to my inner silence, please, if you really and truly love me, Mommy. Wow, a poem yep. written in the voice of someone not born yet. That's, um, that's yep. interesting. Yep. I thought, so well, well, we all hear about, you know, the the the, the woman's side, the women's side, but we never heard the child, the fetus's side, and I thought, well, we, that's what we need to hear, too. Mm-hmm. I I rarely hear poetry from fetuses, and I've I've been to a lot of readings. Uh-huh. Um, so, uh, are you involved with poetry in in Lake Wells, Florida? Do you go any read to any readings in person? Well, I did in um, the Women's History uh, History Month um, in 2007 and 2008 at at the Polk Community College. Okay. And, and that's one of the poems I read there, the poetry reading, and I did one called "My Best Friend." Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Do you um, is there a do you ever go to like an open reading or, or just to share your work with a group of people? Um, uh, and no, I should do mostly on the internet. Do you have a favorite internet spot that you that you check out poetry at? Um, well, there's there's so many. Uh, there's one. There's um, wow, there's so many. I go on. Mostly, I stick with you know them social networking, and on them. Well, great. Well, um, Noreen, thank you so much for calling in and sharing your poem. Okay. And my book is 
uh, it, I, this is my first book. It's called You'll Learn to Love Me, and it's under my pen name, Noreen N. Jenkins, and you can purchase it through Publish America, Barnes & Nobles, and Amazon.com, or any bookstore. That's great. Um, well, I'm going to head over to Amazon right now and check it out. Um, thank you so okay. much for calling in. Okay. Noreen, and good luck to you with um, your poetry and your book, etc. Okay, and my website is www.freewebs.com backslash Noreen N. Jenkins. Freewebs.com slash Noreen Jenkins. Noreen N. Jenkins. Noreen N. A-N-N or A-N-N-E? A-N-N. Okay, Noreen Ann Jenkins. Jenkins. All right, great. Well, I hope some people check you out, and I really appreciate you calling in, and, and uh, good luck okay. with everything. Okay. This is my first time calling in, and I'm so kind of nervous my first time. So. <laughs> well, you did real well, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move on to some other callers now, and thank you again for calling okay, in. Okay, thank you. Okay. Thank you. You have a great day. You okay. too. Okay, thank you. That was a Noreen Jenkins calling from Lake Wells, Florida. She's got a book on Publish America. You can check her out at... Uh, uh, freewebs.com slash Noreen Ann Jenkins. So a uh, first-time caller uh, all the way from Lake Wells, Florida. She mentioned uh, uh, all the uh, social networking sites, and uh, uh, which, of course, have exploded, in particular Facebook. And, and many of you may know, many of you may have received the invitation uh, for this particular reading on the New Poetry Superhighway Facebook group. And I encourage you all to, uh, to check it out and, and, and join that group as uh, Lots of information will be posted there on a regular basis in addition to the other places that, that I post information. Uh, important to know on that, uh, it's, it's unlike, say, the regular Poetry Superhighway email list, the, the Poetry Superhighway Facebook group is open to your interactive participation. So you can post links to your websites. You can, po you can start conversations and, and discussions with other members, etc. So definitely go to Facebook and look for the Poetry Superhighway uh, Facebook group. I'd love for you to join. Moving on, we have a caller from the 206 area code. Uh, JD, is that you? Uh, yeah, I'm a first time caller. My name is J.D. Glasscock. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, I know J.D. Glasscock is a poet I've uh, known for many years, though I haven't seen for many years, uh, from, from Southern California. And he emailed, me, he emailed me earlier in the week saying you'd call in. So that's how I recognized your area code. Well done. Yeah, I, no, yeah, I moved into uh, Seattle area in 2000. I went oh. from doing the Laguna Beach Brewery uh, reading with uh, Gardner to... Uh, Moving up uh, to where my family had moved to in 89, which was up in Washington. So I've been up there since pretty much then. Um, I did the band thing, of course, the basement and that, uh, Sofa King, until about 2005. And then I quit all that to just kind of focus on writing. Cool. So you you live up in Seattle now? Yeah, in that area, yeah. Definitely. Okay. But uh, how are you doing, Rick? I'm great. Uh, things have, you know... Uh, I'm not going to list everything I've done in the last 10 years since I've seen you, <laughs> but, um, but things are busy. Things are really good. I've, I've got a kid now and, and a wife and a house and, and, and more poetry, and, and things are just going really well, and, uh, and it's, cool to, it's cool to reconnect with you. That's beautiful, man. Well, I know you have a lot of people, so I'll, I'll get to it. Um, uh, this also, I, I, before I start, I send out beautiful energy to the Kohis. Um, 
and the loss that they've uh, dealt with. Uh, their daughter was one of my uh, biggest fans. She always uh, came every week to Laguna Beach Brewery, so that's a uh, horrible loss, and I sent out a lot of love and energy uh, to them. But uh, well, before you before you go on, I mean, not everyone who's listening would would know what that's about. Uh, but uh, um, Pat and Marcia Kohi, who uh, ran for many years a, a weekly poetry reading series in Laguna Beach, California, uh, whose daughter uh, uh, was a regular uh, frequenter of that reading. I mean, she kind of grew up going to this reading every week, and many of us saw her from when she was in elementary school all the way up through through high school at this event. She uh, sadly passed away in Santa Cruz last week in, in, at, at college, and it's, it's just kind of a tragedy uh, whenever anyone dies, but certainly when someone so young uh, passes away, you know, just when they, just when they got out into the world to, to really find out who they were. So I, I appreciate the, we all appreciate the, the good energy sent towards that, and, and we're all sad about that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, pulling petals to make a wreath to the fay, weaving starlight, drop skipping stones across ripples of water. My hand is archaic rune spilling forth wisdom in dark corners, trembling spirit in the aftermath of brilliance. I am tomb, a forlorn memory of a womb, a storyteller telling fables in the shade-wrapped prelude of inevitability. I am sleep in the tilting of eyes half-lidded, a lucid moment in the pool of eternity. Wake me. My limbs are cement-striven paintbrushes lacking color, a reap of humanity in the crumbling precipice of ideals. I am strand of filament seeking purchase. I am, I am lost, mud and a sinner's weeping swallowing me. Drug dealers secretly hide as chefs. All drug dealers secretly hide as chefs. I want you to know and understand this. I lived in Tacoma, Washington once, worked as a waiter, became friends with a chef. Hank was his name. Biggest crack dealer in all of Tacoma, he called himself, though I only knew this later, much later, after games of ball and drunken nights. But that's when I understood, understood it all. But that's when he took me to the place of beginnings, births, drugs, and sins. Back rooms where infants sung tears and hunger, where grandmothers wait for death's smile to ride their hips, ease their pain, where teenage girls rub swollen bellies, smoke tarred hands, jubbing walls covered in money, shading towards red. And from there he ushered me to places of buying, consumption, hollowed out shells of buildings, shit pasted on floors and ceilings. Broken shop syringes left as toys for children. Empty eyes licking lips in anticipation. Forefingers tapping veins preparing for immolation. And there I was, ghost circled by shadows, mistaken for enforcer of payments, dues, only thing that made sense. The reason for white boys hanging in hoods, cream black. White boys on wrong sides of tracks. And from there he created the tale to wall, tale, start and finish. Bar of sorrows, memories. Where brothers pistol stuffed, sisters leather tough came to carve away guilts, lusts, addictions. Where token white whores and one pale man stood as pillars for whipping. And when my chef, my friend, concluded his fable with words drifting and dribbling off tongue thickened with conscience, salivating through jagged teeth, relating to me how it is on the streets, in the story, in the blood, hard-edged syllables, sounds forming toasts, confession, sanity, as in an all toasts we lift spider-cracked glass and drink and drink and continue drinking till the night slows, sways, falls, till I weep, till we all weep. 
till dawn caresses us, massages us in a lover's arms, whispers words and wounds, taking us to homes and pillows, morals creeping upon us in dreams, nightmares about friends and hungers and seeds, about how in the wee hours of mornings and mists, chefs and drug dealers feed thirsts and desires that will never, ever be fulfilled. J.D., that was stellar. Well done. Uh, it was actually a piece out of the book that Pat Cohe actually did for me way back in uh, 2000, I think, 1999, 2000. That was such an amazing thing. I, uh, you know, the, for the folks who don't know, the, this Laguna Poets series, every single week for the featured reader, um, Pat Cohe would publish a chapbook. You know, a lot of these people would be their first book ever. So it meant a lot to everyone, and he did such a wonderful job creating them. He put so much love into making each book, making them as nice as possible. I know, and it's just I'm just amazed at the amount of work that went into it. I mean, just running a reading on a weekly basis is a huge amount of work. And then, you know, I do a thing at the at the Cobalt where I publish a broadside each week for my, you know, featured poets, and that's just you know one page with one poem. And I and and that was actually inspired by the Cohe's. Uh, a chat book a week thing, but I can't imagine putting a whole book together every week. It was, it was amazing, and that's that's great that you read that uh, piece. What's uh, what you got a favorite a spot or two up in in your area that you can tell people? About? No, I don't perform. I haven't performed in years except for the last uh, couple months. I've been uh, doing a couple of these radio shows. Uh, I've been focusing mostly okay. on um, working on novel and film and stuff like that. Um, but people that I'm finally about to, for the first time in my life, I've never attempted to really get published. I mean, I have my chapbooks and stuff like that, but I've never submitted stuff to anywhere. Um, and so I finally am about to uh, try to uh, publish my first real book, which is a compilation of uh, poetry and lyrics from my 10 chapbooks, as well as some short film scripts and an excerpt from one of my feature film scripts. It's called Street Hymns to the Disconnected. Um, so that's been my, my focus to finally get a real book out there. So tell Brandon I, I wish him the, um, awesome energy. Uh, he's a great poet, and, and that's, uh, that's awesome that he finally gets a legitimate book. Because for people that have been in the poetry scene a long time, yes, we all put out little chapbooks that we make at Kinko's or a little press is wonderful enough to help us with. But there's, you know, besides selling them at, uh, you know, performances or putting them in your little local bookstore where you're friends with your friends with the uh, the owner or something, it's it's a vast difference um, between that and a book that's on uh, Amazon.com and, uh, and uh, BarnesandNoble.com and that is actually a legitimate product with returnability that you can actually put into um, real uh, bookstores. I mean, so it's a great achievement. So uh, Bill Brandon, I'm I, um, very happy for him um, reaching that uh, aspiration. Um, and, and that's where I'm trying to head right now um, because, like I said, I've never submitted to magazines or publishers or uh, in 19 years of writing and performing, uh, which I'm actually happy for because now I have 19 years of product behind um, So, But that's, that's a wonderful thing. And anyone that wants to find me, you can just search um, under J.D. Uh, Glasscock on um, Facebook. Um, I also have a group there um, called Raven. Uh, bones and smooth tones. Um, so that's a uh, another way of getting a hold of me if anyone is interested. I put a lot of my uh, writing up there. Um, but anyway, I, I don't want to take any more of your time. I, but I do appreciate it, uh, Rick, and I'll do my best to flip flip back when I have the uh, the opportunity to do so. And uh, wondrous, uh, great energy to 
um, all your other performers and readers. Thank you so much. Good to reconnect with you. And it's funny we've got a you've got you know Raven as your Facebook group, and a little bit later we've got a, a poetry uh, a poet uh, Raven's Wing poetry coming online to read. So um, so many connections. Yeah, definitely, man. Best. All right, take it easy. That was uh, J.D. Glasscock calling from uh, the uh, Seattle area, a poet who I, I knew a long time ago in, 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 uh, when I used to participate in readings down in the Orange County area. The, uh, uh, well, he moved. I still go down to Orange County. I guess he doesn't come down so much from Seattle, but there you go. Uh, moving along, uh, before we get to the next call, I just want to mention, uh, you know, we, the, the difference between, say, legitimate and knowledge, I'm not sure that's the right way to to put it, because these days anyone can get a book on Amazon if you use a, a, a publisher like uh, Instant Publisher or CreateSpace or, or Publish America or anything of that nature. But uh, I, I suppose you know what, what, what I meant by that is that uh, you know Red Hen Press is is a press who, like an individual poet who has made an attempt to get published by other people and 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 thus provide some kind of legitimacy, again, not sure that's the right word, to, to their, their work or, or that level of acknowledgement. Red Hen started out as a, a small press uh, doing their own thing, and, and, and they kind of made it, and, and now their books are, are distributed all over the world. And, uh, and so, you know, I, I guess there's a difference uh, to some extent in, in the same way that, uh, you know, a poet who, who gets a poem picked up by a, a more noted, I suppose, literary journal or anthology or, or website or something, you know, in the same way Red Hen Press has had that same success, and, and this is the, the place that Brendan had his book published. So uh, kudos to him, and, and, but this does not take away from anyone else's accomplishments or, or really in terms of the, the quality of the work and our, our ability to promote it ourselves. You know, if we put out our own book or put up our own poetry website or anything of that nature, it's, it's, it's all legitimate. And, and the, the, the important thing is that we all continue to create the work. And, and of course, it's a, a wonderful thing if, if we get acknowledgement and, and if we, you know, heck, even make money from doing our art, uh, uh, you know, uh, we're, and thus are sustained by it in a way. But um, anyway, I don't mean to babble on about this. So the number to call in is area code 646-716-7362, entering the second half of the show. And we have uh, a caller from the 541 area code. Hello. Hello there. You can babble all you want, man. <laughs> Thank you. And this is Scott Wanberg in Florence. Scott Wanberg in Florence, Oregon. Scott Wanberg. Yep, the king of the babbler. King of the babbling brook. Yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, I got my own red hen story, but that's cool. But then that's good. And Brendan, please tell Brendan... Uh, I wish I was in L.A. for his gig tonight, but I'm here in little tiny Florence, Oregon on 101, and I'm not going to be there. So. Well, there's still a chance to fly down. Uh, yeah, I'm on oxygen, man. I'm not flying anywhere right now. The only kind of flying I'm doing is in my head, so I'm just going to be cool. So. <laughs> so how are you? I'm fantastic. Um, I, uh, you know, as I mentioned earlier, things are going really well, and uh very busy poetically and, and outside of that world, and um, and how cool to hear from you. I you know I hadn't heard from JD in, in many years, and and you of course I, I used to see all the time around Southern Cal, and and yeah, I've been and, looking and, at JD's mugshot on Facebook, man. We've been corresponding. I mean, Facebook's a trip, and uh, 
As you know, I got a little warning from Facebook for inviting myself on to too many of the poetry superhighway people trying to broaden the poetic base of my connections. And I guess there's a little tiny warning embedded in the messages, if you dig, that if you try to invite yourself to too many people at once, they freak. So I backed off and said, okay, I don't want to upset anybody's equilibrium. And thankfully, that warning box is now gone. But I'm going to be a little more quiet when I invite myself. But the more poets, the better, because I'm doing a lot of writing and posting stuff every day. And and I just think I want, you know, there's so many poets out there, and I'd like to uh, find out what's going on. And the superhighway thing's a trip. I just think it's a fantastic way to uh, group a bunch of uh, artistically inspired people together, uh, even though they'd be writing in different forms and styles. And then you guys can, you know, you can connect with each other and see what's going on. And I, I applaud you for that. Yeah, thank you. I mean, that's you know, every time I add a new project, whether it's the Facebook group or or the you know these broadcasts, which are relatively new, it it just kind of goes to support the mission, which is which you sort of just said. It's exposing as many people to as many other people's poetry as as possible. I think that's what it's about. And uh, yeah, I, I post I post stuff every day, and if anybody like on Facebook and MySpace, and I even have a thing on Yahoo called Ongoing Dancers at Yahoo.com in which people can post poems or whatever or comment on them or whatever. But I'm just, the Facebook thing is just sucking me in right now. I've been spending so much time on the computer just seeing all these different people. And again, I, I've been writing a lot because there's not much to do in Florence when you're, you know, it's a tiny little sleepy place on 101. I'm 60 miles west of Eugene. There's no poetry scene here, really. There's no place for people to read. Although, I think I may be the first person doing a reading here pretty soon at the Florence Playhouse with some local musicians, which I'm looking forward to. And, uh, you know, Eugene is 60 miles away, and that's the college place. That's the place probably where they have a lot of reading venues. But uh, here it's pretty sleepy. Well, you will make it happen, Scott. I mean, you won't be surprised when you create a space for people to share their work. They, the people suddenly exist, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and I do have a publication coming out from uh, Percival Press, which is... Vigo Martinson's press, and it's going to look like it's going to be a good book, I think. Uh, we're getting Peter Case to do the intro, and he's recuperating from open heart surgery, the fine songwriter, and turns out he has no health insurance, so there's going to be a fundraiser for him in L.A. pending, and I'm trying to send him some money through PayPal, but my PayPal thing's kind of goofy right now, so I have to renegotiate with PayPal. But, uh, I'm, I'm you're getting in a lot of trouble book. on the net. Who's that? PayPal? You, you're, getting a lot of, you're getting into a lot of trouble on the net, I'm hearing. Oh, the net. Oh, no, it's just a matter I couldn't remember my password, and I tried to renegotiate, and then they gave me a security question. Who's the name of your first pet? I put in my first pet's name, and it denied it. I said, well, I don't know what name you're looking for, but I know who my first dog was, for Christ's sake. But, <laughs> you know, and they basically said, well, just can't, we'll cancel you, and you can re, re, re-log in with a whole new thing. I said, okay, fine, and that's where we're at. But, well, there you go. But, yeah, the, the book is going to be good, I think. It's called Strange Movie Full of Death, and it'll be coming off of First of All Press pretty soon, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Cool. Well, I want to get to your poem, because i got a lot of okay. other people. Okay. Oh, yeah, maybe, get, maybe, maybe a... Maybe a PayPal meant uh, your 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 first pet in another life, but uh, something to yeah, think okay. about. But let's let's hear what you yeah, got. Let, let's do the poem. Yeah, there's this fire burning out of control. There's this fire burning out of control. It needs some friends and a place to stay. It used to know how to get out of bed, but now the bed doesn't want to cooperate. There's a strange race of people living inside people who claim I want to know them. I take them up on their offer, but the stairs go on and on and on. 
There's this brand new planet rummaging around in my dumpster. I think it needs a viable lost and found. Maybe it could use a drink. There's this large bottomless hole in the holy ground. People smile and throw themselves into it. There must be something enviable on the other end. A good book you can't put down. People able to love. I hope so, anyway. The cops pull me over. Are you him? They ask. Depends on what you need, I say. Do you need me to be him, whoever him is? We mistook you for something durable, they answer and speed away. I think I'll go down to the Anything Goes room. I never have to get claustrophobic there. They got a strong house band. The service at times actually works. I think I need to sing something. There's a fire burning out of control. It asked me to give it a lift into town. Sorry, I'm on foot. Sorry, I'm on foot myself. I'm always under somebody's feet. There's a house of magic around the next bend. It'd love to ask you in on a first date, but foreclosure signs wave through its hair. There's a planet knocking on my door. It wants to sell me something helpful, but all the help got let go. An economy move. There's a desperation in the health food. There's a sadness in the baton twirler. Please send your checks, too. There's a way to make your way. There's a cold front in the hot time in the old town tonight. Take all the time you need when you get up. I'm sticking around for a few thousand hours. My work never gets done. I never know what I'm supposedly doing. My sheet music is glued together. I can still improvise, though. I can still mangle a tune with the best of them. There's a fire burning out of control. It needs sustenance. It needs love. If you can take the heat, come and fetch me. We'll do this thing together. It won't be pretty. It won't really fit. But that's okay with me. We are lopsided warriors of we'll try anything once. Hand me your busted dobro. I'll let you lead. It'll certainly be a mess. Nobody's perfect. There's a fire burning out of control. But baby, we just snagged its oxygen. Well, that's the second time you used the word oxygen today, Scott. Eh, well, hey, man, it's giddy. What can I, and I wrote that listening to David Oni's The Will, because I always, when I'm writing, I'm listening to music, and I always refer, reference what I'm listening to at the end of the poem. So there you go. And I thank you for That's the great. opportunity to read that. So thanks. No problem, Scott. And I you know, I do uh, read your, your poems uh, that you post on Facebook, and then Ellen Sander, who happens to be in the chat room right now, uh, mentioned that you do you post a poem every day. And uh, on on Facebook, and it's uh, I'm I'm really enjoying it, and I think it's a great way to to get people out there. So if if, if you, uh, other people happen to be on Facebook, I would definitely look up Scott Wanberg, W A N N B E R G, and uh, and check out his stuff. And Scott, really great to hear you uh, again. Well, thank and you for inviting me, and we'll do it again. And I'll keep I'll keep I'll write on your wall on Facebook. That's what I'll do. So. <laughs> good because the cleaning crew has the day off. Okay, good very good. Thanks. All right, take it easy. That's uh, Scott Wanberg uh, calling from Florence, Oregon. Another guy who used to be a, re a regular uh, for many, many years down here in Southern California was was part of a group called the Karma Bums, which featured uh, many uh, wonderful poets uh, and artists and performers here in Southern California. If you can check out any of their work, it's 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 a trip and it's a, a unique experience that you should check out. Um, all right, uh, let's see. Uh, we've got we've got three more people on on the lines. I'm sure we can get to all of you um, in the 18 or minutes so that we have left in the show. But just in case, uh, I'll give out the number one more time, 
I have one poem entitled Car Wash. And if you have ever been a member of a nonprofit association as a teenager, you know the history behind car wash. It's the way you make money for your organization. Right. This is Car Wash for Richard I. Mohiata. I squirt the bottom of the pail with liquid soap, then water fill quite full until the top flows over in a jam of froth. I hear each bubble burst and cup my ears in utter uselessness, trying not to hear each explosive sphere I suspect of being improperly punctuated. This car wash occurs once a year, parking allotted at the newer finish hall, and the teens applaud the seniors as they hand over the keys to their dream cars. First the suds and rubs, then at the next station of the car, trickles the rinse to be followed by the window squeegee and the chamois dry. Finally, attention is transported to the inside in which the upholstery is damp, ragged, down while someone else vacuums both mats and carpets. Richard I. Mohiata drives out the car, done. Fifty years ago, we did not know how dirty cars were and drove them on industry's recommendation because those seeking passage live beyond the accidental pause. What irritates more? Finding out that you've been told an advertised untruth or that soapy water snapped into ancient eyes stings away the elusive wheels of the juvenile. Don, that's, uh, that was great. I, I really enjoyed that poem. I, I particularly uh, connected with the line 50 years ago, we didn't know how dirty our cars were. I mean, you know, as, as, as time goes on and as technology changes, suddenly we, there's a new thing that we have to adhere to or, or, or think about. You know, I, I had a teacher once who, who said that people, you know, before there were, were watches and clocks, people never used to be late by by minutes, you know, if you were going to have a meeting somewhere or going to get together with someone, you'd you'd travel there, and it would be in the morning or in the afternoon or wherever you got there, and and then suddenly there were wristwatches, and you you had the potential of being five minutes late somewhere. So, yeah. uh, it's uh, that's uh, the passage of time. I it always boggles my mind, and that that particular line really resonated with me. Uh, well done. You know something? There was a fellow by the name. He still exists. He his name is Randy Fingland, and he publishes Marimbo Press in Berkeley, and he used to be in charge of the Starry Plow readings in Berkeley in 1974. And that's the way he advertised his readings was by broadside, by putting a poem on a sheet of paper and then putting the time and place of the, uh, of the reading. So we got That's very many clever. Pub- That's many pub- poets got published that way initially. 
I was very glad that, but that was 1974. That's interesting, you know, and and that's when I make a broadside for the the poets I feature at the at the Cobalt Cafe here in in Southern California every week. You know, I, I bring it to the reading, and and that's how we 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 compensate the poet. We we sell the broadsides for a dollar, and it's got a poem on it, and it's been kind of designed to match their poem. But then I also use the the design to promote the reading, but without the poem. But that's that's really cool. Yeah, I'm not, there's four organizations that I'm affiliated with that people might be interested in. I don't know, uh, just to mention. Well, Don, I'm, I'm a little I'm a little short, short on time, so maybe, maybe mention one really quickly, and then let me let me move on to uh, the other callers. Well, um, I won't mention any. Then I will say thanks to JD for the poem, and I will remind people in the area that Saturday, April 4th, at the Barking Dog Coffee House on Highway 11 between 6 and 8 is an open mic meeting. So thank Great. you very much, and uh, shalom, Rick. Shalom to you, too. Thanks for calling in. That was Don calling from Sonoma, California, a repeat caller, and, and we finally uh, finally got to talk to him after the click to talk, which is, uh, for those of you who are listening, if you're on the uh, web, and I think it only works for PCs, and I'm on a Mac, so I've never been able to use it myself, but uh, you can, instead of calling in, you can use the click to talk, but I've really had nothing but trouble with people trying to use it, so there you go. I've got eight minutes left in the show, and I've got two more callers. I'm going to try to get to you both. Uh, moving right now to uh, a caller from the 614 area code. Hello. Hello, this is Nicole. I am finally here. <laughs> All right. Oh, Raven's Wing. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, I actually have been having a pretty good weekend. Um, last uh, Yesterday, I um, featured at um, the Wild Goose Creative, which is um, a local art space here in Columbus. And if anybody has wants more details, I can, they can hit me back channel on chat or visit ravenswingpoetry.com, which is my blog. Uh, without further ado, I'd like to share a piece that I read there yesterday, which is also in my newest uh, chat book called Word. Uh, the piece is called Fables, and here it is. Now you see it, now you don't. These eyes, scandalous and brown, reverberating the sound of DNA caught in a time warp. Punch buttons, pull levers. Destination, 1976. Now these eyes, they are my own, but they contain a sparkle that spins fables or lies. You decide. I'm a storyteller by nature. So is Dad. His bestsellers, the riveting story of how he found my older brother by the soft shore of the Pacific Ocean as his earth had opened up, given birth through the sands of Venice Beach, and then laid the baby out in bright, sparkling daylight for him to find. The epic tale of how he stared down a rattlesnake and brought an axe blade down on its neck while Arizona stood and watched her burning single solar eyes sending August sunfire down from her clear azure face. And his poetry, painting melted visions of burning children with their black smoke shadows frozen on concrete. Instant prints of final agony rendered by atomic Hiroshima flash. I could never tell what was truth and what was fiction from his lips. Now, I see fairies in my dreams, hear the tortured songs of banshees in my ears, and see a dead poet standing, bowing, and offering his soft lips to my outstretched hand, 
with my third eye? Or do I? My dad was a storyteller by nature, and all I have left of him is this gift. So, what comes from my lips? Fables or lies? You decide. Look into my eyes. See this sparkle, insane or wise. And you decide. Great. Raven's wing. Uh, um, Nicole, uh, good to hear your work as always, and I, I gather the reading must have gone well. It did. It did. It went very well. Um, there was me. Um, there was one other poet from Writer's Block Poetry that um, read. Um, there was uh, someone doing a uh, dramatic monologue, and they had belly dancers, of all things. So it was a really cool show. Well, it's not a poetry reading until the belly dancers come out. Uh, remind <laughs> me where you're calling from again? Uh, Columbus, Ohio. Oh, Columbus, right. Okay, you, you said that. I just... Uh... I like to make a note of it so I can, uh, in, when I mention, when I put the description of the reading that so people are listening into the archive, they can get a sense of, you know, all the different places that people are, are listening and calling in from. Cool. Well, um, I'm going to move on to my, my last caller in the last few minutes. But, Nicole, great to hear your work as always. Thanks for calling in. You're welcome, and thanks for, thanks for having uh, Poetry Superhighway. I think this is really awesome. My pleasure. Thank you. That was Nicole from Columbus, Ohio. I've got one more caller from the five one, I'm sorry, five four one area code. Uh, my control panel is going a little slow. You're probably not on the uh, air yet. Uh, there you are. Are you there? Five four one. Well, we already did. Me, do somebody else. I'm just listening. I went on the other line, man. Oh, uh, you're yeah, yeah. I called. I, I, yeah, I, I didn't put myself in the queue to talk to you again. I already been around one, so grab somebody else. Well, there's no one else. Uh, I, oh, um, well, shucks, then. It's weird, because... Uh, you're, uh, you're supposed to listen online, not... Uh, the, the call-in is just for calling in. Are you not able to hear the show online? Oh, you know, my computer... Oh, I will, that's cool. I'm, I'm going to get off right now, so you can find something. Scott, Scott, you're, uh, you're the only one I got left. You got a real, real short one that you, that you can do for us? Yeah, I'll just do an impromptu, man. Poetry Superhighway ran through my stomach, and it made me know that it was okay to be vulnerable and alive in the moment of who the language is, and that's how we dance. And we thanks, thank you for the opportunity of letting us play sax verbally on the Poetry Superhighway of Dr. Lupert and his all-night, all-together marching <laughs> band. I can just see you on the stage shaking your finger at me when you read that. Yes, I like to do that. Okay, the next time I'll make sure I get off, I'll go to the computer. So, all right, man. So, cool. Thank you. You've ruined everything, Wanberg. Yes, I bring everything down, crashing around us. But at least you get to go see the great Brendan and rub his head tonight. And I hope he's feeling better because apparently he was ailing. So I guess he's better. So, uh, rub his head for me and let it shine. So. All right, All right. A, bonus poem, a bonus poem from Scott Lonberg, um in the uh, in the last uh, minute or so of the show. Um, thanks everyone for calling. Now let me make a few announcements. So the next Poetry Superhighway live show is going to be in two weeks. It's a special edition. The, the regular open reading, uh, the next open reading, will happen next month um, in uh, the middle of uh, April, and I'll let you know when that date is. Um, but in two weeks, on March 22nd, there'll be a special Poetry Superhighway live broadcast. Uh, called A Virtual Poets Seder, and this will be a broadcast of uh, featuring poets from the book called A Poet's Haggadah. Poets, uh, 36 poets reinterpret the traditional Passover text with their poetry. I published this last year, and we had a live reading at a venue here in Southern California, and I'm going to try to get as many poets as possible who are actually in the anthology uh, to read. It's a couple weeks before Passover, and it's really kind of an interesting thing. If anyone's familiar with 
the Passover Seder, you know, uh, the Haggadah is a book that has all this traditional text on it that kind of revolves around freedom. And so there are many poets, Jewish and non-Jewish, who, who took on the challenge of, of reinterpreting that work with uh, modern, uh, with their own stuff. And it's, it's, it's a really cool book. If you go to poetseder.com, P-O-E-T-S-E-D-E-R, you can uh, see who is in the book and you can order a copy of it. Um, you can use it as, uh, for creative readings at your own Seder, etc. But uh, we're going to have a virtual Seder online with poets from the book on March 22nd at 2 p.m., so watch your email for that. So don't forget, to, today, 5 o'clock p.m., at Skylight Books uh, here in Southern California on Vermont in Los Feliz. Brendan Constantine is going to be reading. I'll be there, and if you're in Southern California, please come and see me read um, in Orange at the Ugly Mug this Wednesday at 11 o'clock uh, not at 11 o'clock. Don't go at 11 o'clock. At 8 o'clock p.m. Thanks so much to everyone for calling in. It was a great, great nonstop reading. I appreciate everyone participating in Poetry Superhighway Live. See you in two weeks and on the Internet. And our next open reading is, uh, is in a month. Um, ladies and gentlemen, have a lovely rest of your Sunday afternoon. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.